Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us on the Housing Hour today. We appreciate you becoming a part of the show, and we hope that you can interact with us and uh, provide feedback if you have it, and maybe go to our website, which you can find at www.thehousinghour.com. It has a treasure trove of information. All of our series has information that would be very helpful if you wanted to share that with friends and family. I think they'd be appreciative. Um, And then also we're on the social media platforms as well, so you can find us at facebook.com slash the housing hour also on twitter as well and also you can link to mark's pinterest page as well so (laughs) you can do all of those things and pinterest i mean i'm on pinterest i mean let's face it it's a great platform it's got some good information and you can find me i am on pinterest as a matter of fact so you can check me out if you'd like i'm not ashamed i I like the uh the history part of it Mm, There's old photos, you know, 100-year-olds. And what I do is I find those photos, like in London or wherever, I can find an old photo of a street, and then I Google it and see if the... you know, those old buildings oh, are still there. That's, that's, what I like. in, that's very interesting. So you go to Google Street View. I do. And examine and compare. That's pretty cool. That's very neat. I wouldn't have thought to do that, but that's amazing. That's what I love. Before I forget, and we do have a show lined up, and we have many topics. We have a very, very good show, and you're going to be hearing some very good information. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a couple of things, and this is interesting. Okay. So on Netflix, if you go and you search and you find this show, And the name of the show, I'll tell you what it's about, and then I'll look it up, and I'll tell you in a minute what the show was. But um, this guy, his objective was to map all of the coral reefs in the United States, actually around the world, not just the United States. So he built a machine. He did all of the things necessary. And it's basically like Google Street View for the coral reefs. Wow. It's incredible. So you, um, and I don't know what the website is, and I don't even know exactly what triggered it was you talking about the street view well there's an online global reef map and that may be it but this is this is a visual sort of thing where you double click and you can move your mouse around interactive it's interactive and the reason that they did this and the reason he wants to do this is because he wants to do just what you're doing which is to compare and see where we're losing reef Mm. so that they can try to put the resources into protecting it um, because the reef system across the world is unlike anything that we could ever imagine. You know, we spend a lot of money trying to get to space and we spend a lot of money with NASA, but there's a whole new world, a whole nother world just below the surface of the ocean. And it's amazing. But this documentary was, was really, really good. It and, looks like it's WRI.org. Okay. If that's the one, yes. And, and this gentleman, the story on Netflix was about this gentleman and, sort of told his story gave you some more information and before the end of the show i'll have that for you so that you guys can look it up i think you would definitely enjoy it i love stuff like that um for sure so today we just got done last week or i guess it was yeah that we had the uh the covenant health knoxville marathon here in knoxville there's a marathon that they've put on for every, every year for a long time and it goes through the streets of knoxville and companies throughout our area participate on a level you know, high and low, some people, you know, all of their employees, they encourage them to come and participate. You know, some just show up because they love running. 
uh, there's just a variety of different types of people who come and race in these different races. So you've got the kids mile run, which happens on Saturday at five thirty. This is what happened this last week. And then you have the five K, which happens at seven uh, PM. So it happened at seven PM and the five K is a 3.1 mile um, race. The guy who finished, you know, it's like 17 minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and then you have the 5k. So then after that, the next day you have the marathon, you have the half marathon, and then you have the two and four person relay. So you have all of those different races, something for everyone. Uh, absolutely. And my kids have always participated like in the mile run. Um, Olivia ran the mile, uh, this last time. Um, and, and it's just a great way to get your family out and, and enjoy, um, and see some of Knoxville that maybe you haven't seen. And be able to, you know, promote physical fitness and health and all of those things. Well, how many people get to finish a race on the 50-yard line at Nailing Stadium? Exactly. And that's a, such a draw because it's so neat when you to come in. To see yourself on, yeah, the, on the Jumbotron. jumbotron. Wow. When you're coming through the tunnel and you see yourself up on that Jumbotron, it's just really cool, you Very know. Cool. And I hope Jeremy doesn't ever take that away from us. <laughs> if he can bring us an <laughs> SEC championship, I'd give up. Finishing well, on the 50. if we wear out that part of the 50, he will. True, that's true. <laughs> um, and so that is that is one of the draws to it, is the, the finishing on the 50, seeing mm-hmm. seeing parts of Knoxville that maybe you haven't seen. But, but it's also just being able to get out there with your family. And the mile run, the kids' mile run, you know, it starts a few months ago when we did the Zoo Knoxville. Um, we did that, and that was the beginning of this, this whole uh, campaign for kids. So they do the, the start at the Knoxville Zoo, which we were a part of, and the kids run a mile there through the zoo. And then they log their miles throughout the um, coming months. And then they can add that up to, you know, however many miles. Um, there's a goal that they set and, th- and so forth. But it's really cool because, you know, kids, especially my kids, they love to be active, but they're not going to be active if I don't encourage them, you know. Um, my son is a little bit more proactive with getting out there and doing stuff and Olivia does too, but she, she needs, we, you know, we need to help our kids and guide them and, and influence them in productive and but positive But you did ways. more than just encourage them. You actually showed them. Yeah. I tried to show them. Yes. So <laughs> we're going to talk year, about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. last year. We had a really good um, show uh, of, of employees at, from mortgage investors group and uh, we tackled it. Because number one, we wanted to promote health within our company. I right. mean, you know, but number two, um, we wanted to participate in the fittest company challenge. So there's a fittest company challenge and there's different levels for like large companies, midsize, what they consider midsize. So like Pilot Flying J and uh, Clayton Homes, those are like the top tier. And then our tier, you've got like MIG, you've got um, ORN, ORN, ORNS. ORNF. Federal. Okay. Anyway, I'm just kidding. So you have that company, ORNL, um, and those type of companies. And, and it's amazing because the companies that participate, it's impressive. I love what they do. I think it's really cool that they give back and they do that for their employees. And so we wanted to be a part of that. So we did that last year and it was, it was great. And this year we just really stepped up and, and we had a lot more participation. Now there was a big storm that came through right before the 5k and there was lightning, and they actually had to delay the the 5K for a little while, and everybody got soaked. We did. It was totally soaked. Yes. But it was fun. Yes. So we walked really fast, just mm-hmm. trying to get 
you know, through run between the raindrops. Right. (laughs) And they delayed it to 720. And I almost feel like if they had just kicked it off at seven, we would have stayed dry. I think so. But there was lightning in the area. So I understood it. And he works with um, the race director who we had on last year, Christy and Jason Altman. Jason is the race director. Mm -hmm. Christy is also a big part of the leadership of that race. And uh, they work in tandem with uh, the city of Knoxville and the fire department and I guess Todd Howell, I don't know who they work with, but somebody to detect where the uh, lightning is. So they rightfully so delayed it for five minutes, but they did a really good job organizing that aspect of it. You know, I was going to be up on the podium up there as like a lightning rod because I was given the little short talk before the race started. And so I was glad that they I was wondering who the it. sucker was going to be yeah. to go up that. That was me. <laughs> that was me. Um, but the whole event was just so cool. And, and we are going to talk about my um, experience with running the marathon in the next segment. Um, but I also just wanted to just mention it because if you're thinking about, hey, how can I get involved? Not that you have. It's not a 12 month training program, but that's why I love it so much is because it gives me a goal. So like, that's what I want to do. So how do I get there? And it's really cool to be able to do that. Um, everybody wants to know, okay, how can I get in shape? What can I do to better my health? What can I do to you know, set goals and feel good about something and do something that really is proactive and positive? And man, running in a race like this is all of those things. You know, some people might look at it and say, oh, that's a waste of time. You're just, I mean, why would you want to run? You know, you, you know why don't you go spend time with your family and those Or you have to be an elite athlete. Right. Well, I mean, I, that, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm anything but that. But um, no, you're right. There's misconceptions. misconceptions. People think that you have to be an elite athlete. 26 miles, there's no way I could ever do that. Or the half marathoners, there's no way I could ever do that. Even but you by, ran last year. I did a half marathon last year. And, and I was one of those people, Mark, where I just thought, you know, a 5K was a struggle. I, I mean, 3.1 miles. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, I'm not doing that. So those types of things, those things play through my head as well. And, and, and I know that struggle. And also, I've also used the same excuses. You know, I'd rather spend time with my family, but then, you know, I'm over here on my phone, you know, or, hey, I, I'd like to go, you know, go do something with my family. And then I go to a football game in an RV and don't see my family for four days, you know. <laughs> so it's like you have to really be real with what it is that you're trying to do. And, you know, if your life goal is to, you know, be an isolator and not be a part of society, then Ted Kaczynski is your kind of guy. And there you go. But anyway, we're going to continue this conversation and we'll wrap up the the marathon talk and then we'll get talking about my training and what it is that I did. Cause I'd like, love to share that with you guys right after these messages. in hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray welcome back into the housing hour again this is kevin ray thank you for joining us i'm here with mark griffith executive producer and co-host um the name of that uh, documentary that i was talking about is chasing coral if you're interested you can go check it out it's on netflix it's a netflix original it's a documentary and the director was jeff Orkowski, I think is how you say it. Um, maybe that's not correct, but anyway, go check it out. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a good, it's a good documentary. So we were talking before break about 
the marathon and we were talking about how the marathon uh, benefits folks and how it benefited our company, how it benefited me personally, my family. Um, and, you know, when I decided to last year do the half marathon, um, I was very nervous about it, you know, because I was thinking, all right, this is something that I've never done. I don't even like to run is what I thought. How am I, what steps am I going to take to get to right. do that? You know, and how am I going to make, you know, 13 miles? Why did you choose it? Why, why, what, what led you to, why not the 5k? Yeah. Well, the 5k is something I've done. I did do a 5k. It was the race against racism. And I had done that, um, maybe six months or so before this, or no, it's probably more like a year. And, and I enjoyed that. And I'll tell you what happened was I ran that race and it was, it was interesting because we sponsored it. Mortgage investors group did. It was, my cousin was working at the YWCA and she asked me to sponsor it. So we sponsored it and she said, well, do you want to run in it? And I was like, uh, not really, <laughs> but I will because I wanted to support her. And so I did. And I ran that race and my brother-in-law, Tim was also running it with me as well. And I said, Tim, I'm going to try to run this thing, but you go ahead, you know, as soon as you need to. And so we started running it and I was, I was so, I mean, I wasn't even a mile in and I was about to die. I could not believe how winded I was. I mean, I was like, I'm 39 years old. This is when I was 39, I think. And I, I can't believe this. This is crazy. So then, you know, Tim goes ahead and, you know, I'm running as fast as I can. Like I'm pushing myself like no other, like I should not have push myself as hard as I, I did. I was almost like I was fighting against time. It was like, I'm going to really push myself, even if I faint or throw up because I want to prove to myself that I can do this. And it was sad because I, my mind was telling me yes, but my body was telling me, no, that's an R Kelly song. If you didn't know. And, and I was trying so hard and I remember seeing a gentleman who was just ahead of me. And this guy was probably 10 years older than me. He was, much heavier than I was. At least that's what I thought. And I was like, that guy is not looking as, as tired as me, but I'm not going to let him beat me, <laughs> you know? And so we're coming into like the last mile and he's steadily going, he's booking, he's moving and I'm staying with him. I'm staying with him. And then the last part of the race is you climb up this hill, right back up to where the YWCA is and where it is that we were finishing and, and I did, I passed him, but it cost, did you, did you grab him and pull him back? No, I should have, <laughs> I should have, but it was like, I am not going to let this man beat me. I'm going to do this. I am going to make it to the finish line. And I did, I, but I about, I, I ran, a, it was like 34 minutes, 34 minutes, which isn't that bad, but my, that's good. But when I got done with it, I fell to the ground and I did not move. I went over into the grass and laid down. Because I, I couldn't breathe for, for, I mean, it was awful. I've never felt that bad in my life. Well, okay. So let me ask you, does that mean that the competitive nature in you is what forced you across the finish line? Does everybody have to have that competitive zest in order to run? Not in the, not in that short of a race. I think a 5k, I think that you can do that type of, um, if you're just in, in decent health because 3.1 miles is not that far. And I think you could run a very, um, uh, competitive time 
just by being in pretty but good you, shape. You pushed yourself out. Yeah, I did. And and because we sponsored it, I was on WBIR on the, the beginning of it. And I was talking about, you know, we're just so excited to be out here and, you know, uh, promoting health and all that. And then at the end of it, like You're they're green. filming me. And, and thankfully, because I was just imagining me, prom, you know, promoting. And the, I th- actually threw up. I'll be honest with you. I threw up. And I can just imagine the camera like saying, and here's Kevin after the race. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm about to, to die. And, and my kids got a big kick out of that because, because they were on the, on the news as well. But, um, but no, you don't have to visit. I don't think you need to possess it now where you do need to possess that, um, that internal drive, I think is when you step up to the, the relay where you're running six or seven miles or the half marathon. Now I'm not saying that you can't or don't need that for the 5k, especially if you want to be competitive and you want to like place or something. But where I really, really, really had to find that internal drive was when I was training for the, for the half marathon, because, and that's for everybody that's out there that's, you know, never ran a marathon or never ran a half marathon. And you don't, don't know what that looks like and what the training looks like. The training was, was very organized and specific. Like it was like, you're doing this, this day, you're doing this, this day. I mean, did you come up with that yourself? No, 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 no. Um, I depended on other people just like, you know, people who come to MIG, I, they'd help me be with a mortgage because that's what they're expert at. So I looked to a, a, an expert in fitness to tell me what I needed to do. Who was that? Sharon. Sharon, Sharon Rivers. Yes. Yeah. Senior VP in our company. That's right. And she's ran, I don't know how many oh, marathons, a bunch, a ton, ton, a ton. And so she gave me the direction of how to go about, um, you know, and, and, and you got to remember, you know, I had a, a, pretty decent year of health when I decided to do the half marathon. I would have never been able to just, you know, pick up and say, yeah, I'm going to do the half marathon. I had sort of gotten back in shape a little bit. I mean, you can't run a 13 mile race. You could walk it, maybe not in shape, but if you're going to run it, you you need to have a little preparation. Um, So when I started the process of training it, I was already down the road with my health. So if you're planning on running this next year, you know, consider starting to make some changes now. And what specifically, what type of changes in well, eating and yeah. smoking? Well, you can, you know, <laughs> smoking is, is not good for you, but I'm not here to, to pass judgment. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's those things that you just mentioned. Um, it, your activity, your activity level. Um, what I did was personally is when I turned 40 years old, it was about a month before I decided that maybe not quite that long that I was going to make a change in my life on my 40th birthday, the, the next day. So uh, I think I told the story here last year, but I went to, we went to um, Fleming's restaurant um, for my 40th birthday. And I was, I, I you know, I was like, it was like the last, last meal, last, yeah, last supper kind of situation. <laughs> and I mean, I was eat. I had a filet, I had, you know, Caesar salad, I had the volcano, volcano chocolate cake. And I was, I ate everything that I could. And, and I remember the asparagus with that dipping sauce. I mean, I just did it up. Right. And, but I was going to be at the class at 6 a.m. the next morning. That was my, that was my promise. So, and it was a boot camp. And I went to that boot camp. And I started, and I mean, I was out of shape, Mark. I mean, Mark, I, I felt awful. I mean, I, I looked awful. I, I just was not the person that I know that I can be. And so when I went to the boot camp, I started, and, you know, he was, Russell was very nice and, you know, started doing jumping jacks and, 
first we did a little bit of running and I said, I don't really do that, but we did a little bit of running and then started doing jump jacks. And then we did mountain climbers and, um, then we got to the burpees and I did a few of those and I don't know if you know what those are, but yes. and it is the worst. I mean, I don't know who that's invented where I get that. Hurt. That's terrible. It's so disrespectful to your body. <laughs> but when I, when I did that, you know, I, I said, I said, Russell, I'll be honest with you, man. I said, I'm, I, I'm about to get sick <laughs> again. And I did, I went to, I, I had to stop. I wasn't even five, 10 minutes in. And I came back out and he was like, well, you look pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. What, I, thought, I thought I was going to die. And so he, you know, this is a 40 year old man and he was about my age and I had to, he had to grab me and, and put my legs over my head and like hold me so that the blood would circulate back to my body. And then he, he directed me directly to Weigel's to get a grape juice and drink it. Cause I had no sugar. I mean, I was done and, but I had committed to doing it. I said, I'm going to do this. I did not want to go back. I felt so horrible. I felt literally like I had been skinned alive and thrown in the ocean. That's how I felt. And it was terrible. But I had made the commitment. And you know what Inky Johnson says? Commitment is staying committed long after the mood that you made it in has left. Right. So, like, that was playing in my mind, you know, because it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday situation. And the next, you know, that next morning, I just, I thought, you know what, I have to do this. If nothing else, do it for your kids, do it for your family. It may not be for you, you know, whatever, but do it for them. Because if the, the way I was going and just not, not being concerned about my health and not, not following just simple protocol, like, you know, don't drink 20 diet Cokes in a day, you know, Mm. I was killing myself. And, And that's the scary thing, Mark, is that, um, and, and I'm not here to pass judgment on anybody. I mean, you can, you know, the, the lady, there was a hundred year old lady that said her key to um, long-term health was one Dr. Pepper per day. And if you can do that, that's fine. My problem is I couldn't just drink one Dr. Pepper. It would be, well, no, she actually said six pack of Dr. Pepper, you know, and then that would be <laughs> one good. case. One, then it would be one case. See, I'm, I'm that type of person. I have a very addictive personality. You know, if I like something and I want to do it, I tend to go all out and that is good and that can be bad. Because I'm impulsive. That's just the way I am. So I've tried to to tether that to some more positive things, and that's what I'm doing. Guys, we're going to continue this conversation. Mark is going to uh, interview me some more on, on the marathon. I have some things to talk about with the event, and then we'll conclude the show in a couple more segments. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be right back. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith. Um, Mark, you had a question off air. You yeah, were, I, I did because, you know, hearing you uh, getting sick twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, when you do that, is there any point that came into your mind that you thought, maybe you shouldn't be doing this or you're in over your head mm-hmm. or maybe 26 or the half marathon is way too much for you. Did you yeah. want to back out? Um, for sure. There was moments of that. Um, with the half marathon, there was several points where it was like, okay, I need to be at this point in the training because this is the trajectory of how many miles you need to be running with this many weeks to go. And it was like, okay, if I'm going to continue on schedule, then this Saturday I've got to get up and I've got to run 12 miles in one sitting, you know, and I was like, you know what? I just don't know that I can do that. So there was moments there where there was fear associated with it. Like 
because I don't, I don't, I mean, it's my ego. It's like, I don't want to start something that I can't finish. And I also am very competitive by nature. So if I'm going to do something, I want to be able to do it to the best of my ability. So yes, there is that stage. But, but in part of your training, if for people to understand, because I didn't understand this to you explained it to me that you don't ever run the full event in training. You that's work true. up to it, and then you go backwards. Right. Now explain that's a good explain point. that process. Yeah, so like whenever I did the half marathon, the most that we ever ran, the maximum was um, 11 miles. So the max. The maximum was 11 miles. So And a half marathon is? 13.2. Okay. 13. And so I think that's what it is. Um, no, 13.1, sorry. Uh, so the maximum that we would get up to was 11 miles. And then... That's usually the week before the marathon or the half marathon. And then that week you'll do a couple of short runs, um, you know, maybe a three and a a four miler. um, And then you'll taper off. But for instance, the half marathon, I trained for 12 weeks. So I began with just getting three miles. Okay. Three miles. Then there was a schedule through the Monday through Friday. Okay. I need to be doing this much. And here's the other thing, too, that because I, I couldn't I mean, I got to think back. I mean, I could not run for more than a few minutes. I'll just be honest. I mean, like running a mile. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm 42 years old. I, can't, I mean, or 40 years old. I can't run a mile. So that was where I had to start. It was like I can't get from ground zero to one mile and not stop to walk. Right. So that's why that the brilliant part of the training was it talks about what's your heart rate okay and what are you what are you doing as it relates to um your heart rate and how fast you're going so you you don't have to run right off jump street okay you start by okay i'm going to make sure that my heart rate is not any more than what it needs to be and there's specific instructions on what your max heart rate can be during your training. So you do that and your body is amazing. And I'm not, I, I don't understand all of the physiological reasons why the training is set up the way it's set up and all that. But I've, and I've listened to a ton of podcasts and I've listened. Bottom line is, is that your body will do things that you would never be think it could do. And and this has been learned over time. It's not like somebody just came up with this. So what I did was I started walking on the treadmill, monitoring my heart rate. And if it got to a certain point, then I would slow down. But guess what happened? The next time I would go, I'd be like, well, shoot, I can put this up to 5.1 on the treadmill and I can do that. My heart rate staying the same. Okay. So you're training and doing this and in, in with your instructor, Sharon Rivers, um, you're training your physical body. For this event mm-hmm. is, is so is the mental part of this part of the training? Is that what I'm hearing, or oh, yeah. is the mental part that you struggle with? Is that a separate? No, training? no, because the training there's a big um, obstacle for a lot of people because the training becomes really, really difficult to keep doing. Because in a normal week on a half marathon, you're going to run. Let's say you're halfway through the training, so you're going to have to run. During the week, you're going to have to run six, maybe five miles on uh, Monday, maybe three miles on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, this is just a three day a week run. 
then Saturday you're going to be at six miles, seven miles, eight miles. You're going to keep running one more mile each week until you hit that 11 miles and then you taper back. So, and there's different ways of doing it, right? Uh, okay. So, so since you haven't run the full race ever in the training mm-hmm. and you show up on race day mm-hmm. for the half marathon or the marathon, cause I'm, I'm sure it's just scaled differently. Mm-hmm. So what in your mind, how do you know that you can actually do it? Right. No, I, I, cause so I what, remember what, what do you do? That? Yeah. When you, we you gotta went be fighting to, yourself. Yeah, it was when we went to, on spring break to Disney world a couple of years ago, right in the middle of my training, which I thought, Hey, Disney world is a great training ground because Pam's going to make me walk a half marathon. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I started, um, but I was, I still had to meet my goals. So I remember, um, and you know, I think that my training did involve a 12 mile run or I did, I ran 12 miles and I went outside of the scope. I'd have to go back and look, but I remember when I got done with that run, it was that moment where I realized I could do it because I had never ran that far before. And you felt good. I felt, you felt you, yeah, like you I felt could good. continue. And I remember, I remember very clearly, I'm certainly not going to get emotional on the radio here, but I remember when I turned the corner, oh gosh, and I saw my, my kids were outside and they, you know, they had, they knew cause Pam was tracking me on my phone and she knew where I was and Great she, apps for she this. knew how hard it was going to be. And you know, it was humid and all that. And, um, I remember turning the corner down the street and I remember seeing them outside, like cheer me on. And it's so, it's so sad that I'm actually emotional. It's such so ridiculous, but it was, it was so inspiring to see that they cared that I cared, you know, they cared enough to come out there and support me and, you know, root me on and encourage me. And it was like this acknowledgement that, Hey, we like what you're doing and we want to, we want to encourage you to do that because this, this is what you should be doing. And it was great. It was a great feeling. And then we went and I walked another eight miles at Disney that day. <laughs> so Thanks, I remember, Pam. I remember looking at my watch. I had a I'm 30. I'm so proud of you, honey. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah. I had 31,000 steps that day. It was unbelievable. Ooh, so, but it was, ooh, it, but, but it was so, it was great. I mean, and that's the thing I would encourage everybody. How much time do we have left? Four know. minutes. Four minutes. That's what I would encourage everybody who's listening is that, you know, it may not be something that you're interested in doing. Um, and it may be something that you just don't have the desire to do. And that's fine. You know, we don't, I mean, I wouldn't, but you can walk it, Well, you could walk it, but I'm just saying what other things are, where else are you challenging yourself? Um, where else are you challenging yourself to do something and change something? Because if you don't change and do something differently, you're going to stay where you are. But how did you break the mold of your pattern of your life? Mm-hmm. Up to that point, because, you know, everybody gets a routine. Right. You, you go home, you do this, you get this, you eat dinner then. Right. We've talked that? about this, haven't we? And it is very hard because you're right that like I'm a big I was a big Diet Coke drinker. And the mold that w- was formed around me was I'm going to eat candy <laughs> at night. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to eat at lunch. I'm going to eat whatever I want, really. I mean. At, at breakfast, I may not eat breakfast, but I might, if I do, I'm, I might stop and I might get like a, a, a cinnamon roll, you know, or I was going to McDonald's and getting those, those, um, those sausage biscuits, but they have like pancakes as McGriddles <laughs> and those things are delicious. And, and so not only was I getting a McGriddle, but I was getting a hash brown and I was getting a diet Coke, like a large one. And I was like, well, this is fine. And it's like, no, it's not fine. You know, McGriddle, I can't even imagine. I bet you that was 1,500 calories that I ate. 
Mm. And, and, you know, and I was wondering why I was fatigued and all that. So your question to your question, how did I break the mold? I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, Mm. to be honest. And I just was tired of feeling the way I was feeling. But there was also this in unison of that feeling. It was almost like, and, you know, I believe in God and, and I believe that he was setting up something for something greater because I felt that way. I felt defeated. I felt physically challenged at that race against racism. And it was him showing me, hey, look how you felt. You threw up on the camera. <laughs> you threw up, not on the camera, but <laughs> on WBI. for close up. And, yeah. Oh, no. And it was like he, he showed me a glimpse of where I was and then where I could be. Right. And so the breaking of the mold was a hard part of it because when you break the mold, that's great, but there's still a lot of work to do. You know, and you had, you had good support. So yeah. what would you encourage somebody that, you know, somebody's not behind them supporting that? Well, and, and you know what, yeah, that's, that's so true because the training, you know, on Saturday mornings, especially when I was, when I was doing the marathon and we'll talk about the marathon in the next yes, segment. I want to, um, but in the half marathon, you know, when I would get up and I would do an 11 mile run, I mean, guess what? That's going to take me yeah. some time to yeah, do. Right. So Pam's like, well, I don't have. And then when I got done with it, it's not like I was jumping out in the yard and saying, come on, son, let's play Frisbee. I mean, I was like <laughs> in the uh, in pain. So it was a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. for them. And it's, you know, the whole thing is awesome. I love running now. You know, I really do. And, and I probably is you guys, a runner's high. There, there is a runner's high and it's addictive. Um, and it's hard to explain, but we will try to do that. We're going to continue right after these messages. continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray welcome back into the housing hour thank you folks for joining us and you can go to the housinghour.com to find all the information about um, our show uh, and be able to share our show with friends and family also um, this show is presented by mortgage investors group migonline.com you can find the loan officer and branch nearest you so go to migonline.com dot com license ten ninety one eleven. Yeah. Um so back to talking about the marathon. Uh, well, yeah, well my my I, I wanted to say you, you went you did the half marathon last year. Mm-hmm. So what made you think about doing the full marathon and how did you prepare differently for that? Because you mm-hmm. ran you completed it, you did great. Yeah. Well you looked strong at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well what happened was that <laughs> after the half marathon was complete, um there was no doubt in my mind that I was never going to run again. That's the way I felt <laughs> because even though I, you know, knew I could do it because I had accomplished it, you know, when I was at Disney, I got the 12 miles in. Felt I good. to so many people yeah. that said that. Yeah. And when I, but when I've crossed the finish line, Mark, cause I pushed myself so hard cause I wanted to break my goal, which was two hours and six minutes and a half. Yeah. And I did. And I, I saw you halfway through your half. Yes, you did. There's and video. you looked strong then. Yeah. So you must have fallen apart. I felt the strong. Other. I actually run through the greenways. That's my strongest part of the course because I just feel, I don't know why, more com- comfortable there. But anyway, um, when I got done with that half marathon, I crossed the finish line. I, I thought there's no way I can ever run again because I was so, so exhausted. My body was broken. 
And you know what? I, I did run again, but it, it took a while because I didn't know how it was that I needed to recover. Did you from lose that. the fire? I, I didn't lose the fire. I, I think I lost the flame. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I lost something, but it, it was, it was like the, it was like the wind from my sails was, was taken because I felt so bad. Like I didn't feel like I could even walk the next day. We're talking about the half marathon here. And it was, I, because I was training at like 10 and a half minutes a mile and that's where I was training. And so I thought, okay, but when I ran the race, I ran at nine and a half minutes a mile, like for 13 miles, I pushed myself as hard as I could. And I probably pushed myself too hard, but I, you know, that's what I was wanting to do. And my, I went and looked at my splits and my heart rate was up way too high. I was at like 190 beats per minute mm. for like two hours. And, you know, that's very stressful on your heart, your whole system. I just was, I mean, my hips were hurting. Every bit of me was hurting and I didn't have any outlet. I didn't know how to recover. Like these elite athletes, which I'm not, they have a very specific way to recover from that type of race. And it involves cryogenics. It, in, it involves yeah. ice baths. It involves heat. It involves um, stretching. I mean, there's a whole There's plethora. a regiment that's equal to their Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what was missing. I didn't do that. So, but there was a moment after the half marathon where I decided I did want to do it again. So I I did continue to keep a base that I ran just because I wanted to stay in shape. Now I went off the rails though, a little bit in like the, um, last year where I was like, I wasn't all the way back to the old Kevin, but I was certainly not doing what I was supposed to do. And that brings me to my point. That's why I love this race because here comes the race again. Hey, we're companies doing it. I had to be like one of the folks that was promoting it because that's what I do. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, I got to go out there. I got to be the person who um, volunteers first. So we did the corporate wellness program, which we're doing invest well, live stronger. And I did that. And then I also wanted to train for this race. So it gave me something to do. And so changing gears from the half marathon to the marathon of course, the training regimen is a lot different. You're supposed to do a 16-week training period. And um, I, I failed utterly at that. I was supposed to train it for 16 weeks because that's the recommended. I trained for eight weeks. So I cut the ha- in half. Partly, yes, there were some reasons why. There was excuses that were sort of Disney. legitimate. Yeah, we did do Disney. <laughs> and that's where I started my training, actually. I ran six I, miles at Disney. And we have a good video. Nobody, I want the video I'll post. Oh, yeah. Nobody was around the corner waiting for me <laughs> with the six-miler, <laughs> I can promise you. But they it, were at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, they were at Universal. That was our Universal. Oh, that's our. That's right. Um, but but there was there was a huge desire. Now, remember, I got to tell you this, everybody. Like, I don't know if anybody cares, but the half marathon is what I was planning on doing. Okay. At this moment, I did not plan on doing the marathon. It wasn't until, and I don't know what hit me, Mark, but I was running and I just felt like, you know what? I think I can do the marathon. I don't know why I thought that, but something in me told me, yeah, you could do the half marathon again, but you've already done that. But the half marathon you did in nine minute miles, nine minute, 30 seconds. So. What did you do the marathon in? Well, kind of. Well, look before we get there. Okay. Are we already at the end of the segment? <laughs> um, because I want. Well, I'm just curious. I'm really... It was more than that. It was quite a bit more. Okay. Than that. So you paced yourself a little bit more. Yeah, I'll explain it right now. Um, because during the training, so I transitioned at some point 
from doing the half marathon to doing the full marathon. I already was cutting my training in half from 16 weeks suggested. They also, I mean, 12 week is a normal, but 16 week for somebody that's a beginner to a, an intermediate is where really where you should be. 12 weeks is the minimum, but I, I cut it down to eight. So I went to my coach, Aaron, uh, Sharon, and I said, Sharon, this is what I want to do. And she sort of looked at me like, are you crazy? No, you know, yeah, that's right. not what she said at all. But she, that, she probably looked that like was that. the look <laughs> that she gave me. And so she said, well, I mean, here, you know, here's the training schedule. And she encouraged me. And she said, if you can meet these targets, then we'll talk, you know, and the target was like running. I had to get to 18 miles, like within a pretty short period of time. Like I had to run an 18 mile. So I went out and, you know, I worked my way up and it was the eve of this 18 mile run and talk about fear because I didn't want to fail. I would have felt so bad if I'd had to give up. But I ran the 18 miles. I did it, man. I did it. And I and I reached out for support. I don't do that normally. I'm just a very isolated. I am very much the person with it. I don't like a lot of attention, even though you probably would think I'm lying. I, I just don't want to do all that. But I did. I reached out because I needed the prayers. I needed the support. I needed people to like, you know, you know, tag me and, and, and you know, Instagram me deal. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and I even documented it throughout the day. I was like, I'm at mile 12 guys. I feel yep. pretty good. I'm at mile 13. You have that video too. Yeah, I had that. Note. And so at mile 18, I, I mean, I've, I, I finished it, but I'll tell you what, I've never felt that bad in my entire life. It was the worst. I, and, and actually, if you go to kevinray.com, I've created a new website and at the very first page, I've got the, um, I call it the marathon chronicles. So I have, there's six, uh, different um, shows, shows, series, whatever episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm calling episodes. And each of them are documenting my, um, training. So throughout the, the, the weeks that I did it. And so you can go back and look and watch them if you wanted to, but I very much was defeated after that 18 mile run. Well, guess what? The next week you had to get to 20 miles. So I told Sharon, I made the 18 miles. And then she got serious. She's like, okay, this is real. If you can make 18 miles, you can do this. And so she put wind in my sails and she suggested hydration. There was a whole set of things that she suggested needed to get new shoes, all that stuff. So I got into, to did the 20 miles. I did the 20 miles. I felt really, really, really bad. I felt <laughs> terrible, but I started to understand the nutrition. You have to eat those gels every four miles because your body is exhausting. Yeah, right. I mean, I burned three, I burned 3,400 calories right. on the 20 mile run. I mean, that's a lot. That's more that's than I lot. eat in a full day. Um, and so, Exactly. I could have eaten that at the end. So whenever I got to the end of the 20 miles, even though I was horribly in pain, I knew that I could do the 26 miles. But there was also a part of me that didn't think I could do it because six more miles. And, and if you go look at the play, if you go look at my, the Marathon Chronicles, I even say in there, you know, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can make it because that means that I'll have to run from this moment. This is what I said. I'll have to run another almost over an hour and I just don't think I can do it. And, but people reached out to me and said, no, you can do it. This is what happened to me. I know exactly where you are. You're going to be fine. You can do it. And so it was other people that helped me. So my pace, you know, let's get to wrapping it up because we don't have much time here. I wanted to finish the marathon. I was scared to death. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to even survive. Um, but I, I knew that I needed, if I could break a five hour marathon, then that would be a huge accomplishment. 
So how would people, if they're hearing this and say, okay, I want to, I want to try this. Where do they go to get the support, the training, the knowledge, mm-hmm. all of those the things? The Knoxville Track Club is a great place to that's start. It. And that's a wonderful organization. And you and can go there. Posted. Yes. And, and you can read the, and you can do the Marathon Chronicles. I think he's speeding the clock up. Um, I'm going to post all your videos yeah. and link to your website. Okay. That's cool. But I would tell everyone that. Um, a coach and somebody that you can look up to to help you is important. Like Sharon, not only did she help me throughout, she ran the half marathon. And then because she knew what I wanted to break, but she also wanted to see me finish strong. She actually ran out like three miles to meet me. And she ran the last three miles with me. And she, I said, I want to wow. get there. And, Just to encourage you. Yes. And she said, stay in my hip pocket. I'll take you home. And, and I did. I stayed right with her. And I, I made it. I made wow. it 26 that's, miles. That's cool. Yeah. And I broke five hours, which was my goal. Four hours and 58 minutes. Guys, thank you so much for sharing this story with me and coming along us and listening and participating. And we'll see you next week right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.